Hello, it's Thursday again, and today I would like to like call it a very serious Thursday because I and some people on this podcast are going to be making a strong decision to begin something very, very important. So our topic today is where do we begin? How do we start this God thing? How do we start Christianity? How do I start following Jesus? How do I become sure that, okay, Jesus is now in my life? God loves us. God loves you. God loves me. And he offers us a very wonderful plan for our lives. Though he paid the penalty for our sins, he now offers us complete forgiveness and a closer relationship with him. So just, just knowing that Jesus had done so much for us and just knowing what he's offering us is not enough. We have to have a relationship with God. We need to welcome him into our life. We need to we need to start something with him. We need to start something with this God. And how do you start something with Jesus? Where do we start from? Well, today, this is going to be a series. So we can't discuss it only today because there are many. It's like the relationship with God is a lifelong journey. So I can't just discuss it in one day, one podcast. No. <laughs> so I'm going to start with knowing Jesus. Like before we can start anything with this God, we have to know him. Fine, we hear all those stories about Jesus is love, Jesus is God, he's king, he does this, he died for us, does that, does and all those things that we hear. But when I say knowing Jesus, I mean having this conviction, personal conviction that okay, this is who I think Jesus is and this is why I want to start following him. So it's not about what people tell you about Jesus. I want us today to know that, okay, this is what Jesus means to me. So at the, at the end of this podcast, I hope you are going to find out who this Jesus, who God is to you. Because that is the purpose of this podcast. That is how we are going to start. Where do we begin? We begin by knowing God for ourselves, knowing God by ourselves. So the question I want you to ask yourself over and over as you listen to me today in this podcast is, okay, who is this Jesus to me? Who is God to me? What do I think he is? Um, Jesus asked his disciples once that, what do men say I am? And they told him all those things that men said he was. And he asked him that, what do you think I am? I know what um, Peter said. He said, you are Christ, the son of God. And that alone was enough confirmation for Jesus that Peter is Peter believes in him and God is going to bless him. He said the gates of hell will not prevail against him. Upon him will be the church. He blessed him immediately. So if we want to start a relationship with God, we need to know him for ourselves, not based on what people are saying about us, but based on what we know him for. So what I'm going to be doing today is just to help you. So I wrote down some points about what I think God is to me. First of all, I know that God loves me. God loves us immensely. Because for the fact that he gave his son, like his only son, I must say this son has been with him from the beginning. He gave his son to die for our sins. Even when we have not come to the world, Jesus died a very long time ago. But he didn't just die for the people that were alive then. 
he died for generation unborn. So, for the fact that Christ God has loved us even before we were born, and he has decided to give his son to die for me before I was born, knowing that when I come to the world, I was still engaged in sin. I was still forsaking him. I was still rejecting him because the world always looks sweet on the outside. He still gave his son to die. That's enough love for me. And I think Jesus loves me because, of course, he came in flesh, so he had feelings, he had emotions, he had, he had fears, yes, and he had wants. But he came knowing that, okay, I've come for this will, to die for the world, and I have to love them to die for them. So I would die for them, whether they stole me, whether they bruised me, whether they abused me, whether they insult me. For the fact that Jesus died for me alone, then I know Jesus loves me. John 10 verse 3 says that to him the doorkeeper opens and the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Meaning that God, Jesus, who is the good shepherd, knows my name as a sheep. For the fact that he knows my name, then I know that he's interested in my case, he's interested in my life, he's interested in the way I want to live my life. Why will he search for my name? Why will he want to keep my name in his mind? Why will he want to know my name when he is interested in me? That means God cares. That means Jesus cares to me for the fact that he knows my name. Then he has something to do with me. And that's enough confirmation. That's enough conviction that I need to follow this man. For the fact that, you know, I have never seen you before. I only hear of you from preachers and preachers and even people that are in preachers. But you know my name. You call me your sheep and you are the good shepherd. It means you have somewhere you want to lead me to. And I'm ready to follow you. That's another conviction that, okay, now this is the Jesus I want. The Jesus that knows my name. Jesus that is taking me somewhere. This is how we start. It was actually something I discovered yesterday while I studying. John Moses once said, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Well, we know that the Word became flesh. The Word, which is Jesus Christ, became flesh to save us from our sins. Now, the Word was with God in the beginning. All things were made through Him, and without Him, nothing was made that was made. That means Jesus Christ was actually with God from the beginning of creation. <laughs> I can't imagine, like, the person who took part in creating humans came down to the earth, the same earth he created to be despised and abused by them, to even be killed and pierced in the stomach by them, by his own creation. No, that actually almost got me to tears because I can't imagine who would do that for anyone. I created this thing and I allow it to abuse me, I allow it to kill me. Really? This, what, what, what kind of love is this? That a creator will come down to the creation <laughs> and I had to be abused by it. And it wasn't only John that actually proved this to me. Even in Hebrew 1 verse 2, I saw the same thing, insinuating the same thing. So, yes, Jesus was part of creation and he still decided to die just to save us from the cause of sin and death and from this chaos in the world. It means he really loves us, like he really, really loves us. And all we can do to start a relationship with him is to acknowledge that, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Now I'm ready to love you because it's written that he who is loved much, who is forgiving much, love it much. So I'm ready to love you much just as you have loved me much.
Another thing about Jesus is that he, he thinks about us all the time. I wrote it in my last post. If you are following me on any of my platforms of social media platforms where I discover about God really thinking about us all the time, even in those times that we do not know him, even in those times that we do not acknowledge that he is our God, he is planning out our purpose through our experience. Fine, we don't know what we have pushed them to the side. In fact, it's the last in our mind, and we are doing things, failing at them. Don't you think he's giving us those experiences so that when we finally get to know him, we will have something to hold on to as a purpose. We will be able to use that past experience to inspire others and find a ground, a footing in this world, a reason for existence. So even before we knew him, he was already planning out experiences for us, allowing experiences for us, allowing struggles for us, so that we can have a reason for existence when we finally meet him. Isn't that good enough? Isn't that too good? That even when we do not acknowledge this man, he still thinks of us, he still plans out our lives without our concept, of course. This is too much love and this is who i think god is to me and i feel like there is no life out outside of god yes there is no life after jesus christ he said i am the way the truth and the life no one comment unto the father but by me jesus christ is the way jesus christ is the truth jesus christ is life i am saying this from a personal experience and i want you to also think about it yourself that okay i have lived my life by only for the past few years that that was one of my prayers when i finally decided to accept jesus so i want us to start this way compare your past life okay all these days you have been leaning on your own understanding all these days you have been making decisions based on your rationality based on your wants and desires all this ways you have been going for the lust of his, the eyes and lust of the flesh have you made anything good out of it have your life of sin gotten you anywhere have you gotten you the peace that you want have you been peaceful since you have been following yourself following your your, your own perspective of life if your answer is a yes well well i know that if we search deep into our hearts, we know that there is something missing in our lives without Christ. No matter how you want to manipulate life with your life of sin, fornication, lying, hypocrisy, pretense, all those things does not give us the peace that life is supposed to have except in Jesus Christ. So what I believe is that there is no life without him. There is no life without Christ. You will just be existing without him. There is no purpose without Jesus in your life. You just be moving from one relationship to the other, moving from one occupation to the other. It's like a person flowing with the wind without any focus. But when Jesus is in our lives, it shows us the way, it's the light, it shows us the truth, it shows us life, it gives us life, it's the Prince of Peace and gives us peace. I believe that Jesus is the solution to all heartaches. No matter how heavy it is, he said in his water, Come to me, all ye who labor, and I will give you rest. Take up my yoke and learn of me. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When Jesus takes upon our own yokes and replaces it with his own, we will be as free as a bird. An eagle, as a bird. We will be able to soar even despite the curse 
chaos in our surrounding. I'm not saying there won't be tribulations when you find Jesus, but Jesus will give you the strength to pull through, to, to move through. Why? Because he's taking all your burdens daily as you daily decide to follow him. He's taking all our burdens away from our shoulder and placing ease on us so that we can live his own life of peace and purpose. So yes, I believe and I know and I have lived the fact that Jesus is a solution to every heartache. And this is why I would like to encourage you to start this journey. This is where to begin. Acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord. Acknowledging that Jesus is a solution. Acknowledging that Jesus died. This is the basis of our faith. And I think Jesus is the truth. I've said it before. It's the way, the truth, and the life. So there's no other truth that is really true except from the from the one from God, the one from Jesus himself. Jesus is the truth. He's the one that brings life into our life. He's the one that shines light in the darkness of our past. He's the one that shines light in the darkness of our present. He's the only light we need to survive in this life. The sun, the moon, the stars, all elemental bodies will not be available, will not be created if he wasn't there. So he is the light, he is the truth, he is the order, he is the pattern, he is the way. He owns peace and he understands. You know, there's a lot I want to say about, I even wrote a song about Jesus understands. Thank God, there's the one who understands, Jesus understands. I'm going to explain that later. But I just want all this, when you know this, when you acknowledge that this is true to me and I want to hold on to this God because I know he's going to make me experience from him, then we can start our faith from it. And we are not complete without Jesus. I said it before, there is no life outside of him. There is no life outside of him. Now let's look at the... um the pattern of our lives compared to the pattern of Jesus' life when he came to the earth to live. Because we might be complaining that it's not easy to be a Christian, it's not easy to go into this Christianity thing. Now I'm going to list out some things that we face in this world that Jesus actually faced when he was in the world. And he is the perfect example of a Christian brother, of a Christian sister, of a Christian person that we should follow. So if you want to start, you have to know what you are entering into. You know that, okay, I'm, my life is not going to change. Life is not going to change. But my life is going to change. Like life, the life that is in this world, the world is not going to change because I accept Jesus. But my life is going to change because I will start to follow the footstep of a soldier, the footstep of a master, the footstep of rabbi. So I'm going to be giving Bible verses and I'm going to be reading them out from New King James Version as I give these points. So these are just few points I was able to gather from sources where they actually they are actually true and they apply to life. They are backed up with scriptures and I want us to listen well. So we know that Jesus Christ took part in our suffering so that we will be able to learn to live through that suffering by watching him, by watching his footsteps, by reading the scriptures and understanding. This is also the basis of our faith. This is where we started. So number one, Jesus Christ also knew temptation. In Mark chapter 1 verse 13, it says that, And he was there in the wilderness 40 days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. 
I like to like explain these elements one by one. Jesus was there in the wilderness forty days. We can have a wilderness in our life right now. There might be famine, things might be dry, no money, no food, no job, no wife. It's a wilderness of life. So no matter the situation we are now, even if we are experiencing our wilderness right now, we know that Jesus Christ experienced the wilderness for forty days of his life. Stretch, no break, no break, and it did not break. So the next one, and was tempted by Satan. It means in this wilderness of our life, in this situation, in this current wilderness situation, there will be temptation. And Jesus Christ was tempted. Jesus Christ was tempted during the 40 days of the wilderness. He was tempted by Satan, but he did not break. Okay, he did not bend. So in the wilderness, he did not break. Temptation, he did not bend. So it means that as Christians, even as flesh and blood, we can overcome temptation without bending. Because our, our 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 leader, our master, did not bend. And it gives us grace to hold fast to faith, to hold on to the will of God for our lives, to hold on to the purpose of our existence. So we will not, we will not fall into temptation because of the wilderness season. It means that the wilderness season will surely come, but we would not bend. So yes, if we decide to become Christians, if we are starting this thing called Christianity, meaning relationship with Jesus, relationship with God, we have to know that there will be wilderness season. It does not change the fact that there will be wilderness season. Because even Jesus himself, who died, experienced the wilderness season. There will be tough times, there will be temptations, but we have the power to overcome it because we draw power from the Holy Spirit of God in Christ Jesus. And was with the wild beast. So Jesus Christ was in this wilderness with wild beasts all around him. If I want to connect that to our lives as Christians, if we choose the moment you choose to stand for Jesus, your wilderness season can start immediately. I'm not telling you, I'm not trying to scare you. Your wilderness season can even be the present time. Like it's because of the wilderness season you ran to Jesus Christ and it will save you. But it doesn't change the people around you. Jesus could not change the wild beasts. Of course, he could not kill them because he's killed all of them because he's in the wilderness. <laughs> he left them. He was in the midst of them, meaning that there will be people around you that will be against what you want to believe in. There will be people around you that will be against what you want to start. There will be people around you that are wild, wildly wild, dripping worldliness and sin. But we have to choose our stand. There's nothing so good in this, uh, in this world that won't require discipline, self-discipline, and maintaining your stand. Hajio said on Sunday, which I learned so much, one of the things I learned from Mr. Samuel, that in life you have to have one stand. Like, don't sit on the fence or let you further. Choose one stand. Have a stand. One stand. This is what I stand for. Not that ah, I stand for this, so, but because of the influence of this person, I want to bend. No, you have to have one stand. So so that even as you are in the midst of wild beasts, you will be able to maintain that stand. This is what I stand for. So I'm not going for the beasts. I'm not going for the wildy, wildness. I'm not going for wildness and sin and lust. I'm going for Jesus. One thing, that is a stand. A stand is very important. And Jesus maintained this stand. And as he maintained this stand, what happened? 
angels minister to him. Now I'm going to read the verse again so that you understand how I explained. And he was there in the wilderness forty days, tempted by Satan, and was with the wild beasts, and the angels ministered to him. I've explained everything. Now we know that there will be times, there will be wilderness seasons. Jesus also experienced it before he died. And this is our role model. He is our role model. It's this thing we want to start. Praise the Lord. Then the next one is Jesus also knew poverty. That is so true. I remember the story we used to be told. We were told when we were small that um, Jesus Christ, like the tax collector, came to his house to ask for his tax. Him and Peter, they, they didn't have a dime, shishi, in their house. And just told Peter, go to the riverside, pick a fish, and you see two coins in the mouth of the fish. It means that Jesus Christ was extremely poor. Poor. Like he didn't have two coins at hand. Two coins. Now, but that's not the Bible verse I'm even adding to. This one is even worse. In Matthew chapter 8 verse 20, we see that the Son of Man has nowhere to even lay his head. He doesn't have a womb. And, said, and Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and beds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus Christ was poor. So he knew poverty, and he still held on to the will of God. He knew that for this purpose was I sent. For this purpose will I die. No matter what happens, I am not bending to the standard of this world I have come to, have come to join. But just like Jesus, every one of us, God has sent us this earth with a purpose. And we are in the midst of wild beasts. We are in the midst of worldliness. But we have to stand our ground that I have come for this purpose. This purpose will I fulfill to the glory of God so despite the poverty despite the no money despite the lack I am going to stand for the will of my father Jesus Christ knew poverty but that doesn't stop him from fulfilling the will of God for his life do not let poverty stop you I'll say it again do not let poverty stop you Number three, Jesus Christ knew frustration. So I open my Bible to John chapter 2, verse 15. You can join me. So we see how Jesus knew frustration. Okay, this Bible verse talked about when Jesus got to the church and saw that they were selling some things in his father's house. The house that is supposed to be a house of prayer. So verse 2, verse 15 says, when he had made a whip of cords, he drove them all out of the temple with the sheep and the oxen and poured out the changers' money and overturned the tables. <laughs> you can imagine that kind of frustration that will make you start pouring out people's things and turning tables, pushing tables, pushing things. Jesus Christ also had these emotions in him. And yes, he got frustrated and he played out real good. Like, he showed it, he expressed it. So yes, in your frustration, just so you are not alone, Jesus Christ, our God, also knew frustration and didn't change the fact that he was still a son of God. So yes, frustration will come, but we will overcome. This is the basis of our faith. So we are trying to start something. I remember the question, I didn't want you to forget. Remember the question, who is Jesus to me? Like after listening to this podcast, I want you to make a decision. I want you to know Jesus for yourself. So I've, I've listened to this girl and... I've related all our stories to my life. Now, who is this girl to me? What do I think Jesus is? I want to ask you, who is Jesus to you? Because Jesus asks his, 
disciples the same question. And that is the question I want us to answer today. That is how we start. Praise the Lord. So, next one. Jesus knew weariness. John 4 verse 6. I'll try to make it fast so that this one will not be as long as one hour again. So, Jesus knew weariness. Next verse. John 4 verse 6. Let's open it. So, in this context, I see weariness as tiredness, stress. He says, um, now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat doors by the well. It was about the sixth hour. So he was on his journey and he was tired, like around six o'clock, and he sat on the well to rest. Hmm. It means that there's nothing that we feel in this world that the Son of Man hasn't felt. Even stress and tiredness and weakness, he, he also experienced it. So he didn't come into, he didn't come as flesh as a Superman. Now I can imagine how much. How much pain he experienced on cross because it was just like everyone else. He knew weariness. Jesus knew disappointment. Jesus knew rejection. Jesus knew sorrow. Jesus knew loneliness. Wait, wait, wait. Jesus knew loneliness. Let's check the Bible verse. Matthew chapter 22, verse 46. Let's see. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, now this reminds me of a lot. Jesus knew wearing um, loneliness. The map, Matthew 22, 46 says, And no one was able to answer him a word. No, from that day on, did anyone dare question him anymore? You know that point in school when you see something off point? <laughs> And everybody just keeps quiet on you. <laughs> Can you imagine how lonely, how sad you just... In fact, my mood is just on sour. Because sometimes it's not actually off point. Sometimes we just say something that is nice. Something that is too nice to be believed. Or maybe we want to crack a joke. But the joke did not go well with the audience. And you just get quiet on you. <laughs> how lonely. That's what happened to Jesus. And yes, a new loneliness. This is improved. Like so, with all this that I have mentioned, don't you think this same man who has experienced what we experienced as we experience on a daily basis as humans, who have taken part in the bread that we break and the drink that we drink? Don't you think we understand our feelings? Don't you think we understand our emotions? He will. Jesus understands. I think that is why he came. So he will get to know the people he's dying for. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but that's what I think. At least he stayed for 33 years to be able to understand the kind of people he's dying for. To understand humans. To be able to live with them and know how they will feel in sec- certain circumstances. And he, still he died. Still he, he, he didn't get offended by us. He, Despite how, despite the way he was treated in temple, was treated by his disciples and everything, he didn't change his mind at, at the last minute. It actually insinuates that he really, really understands. So God understands. Jesus understands. I'm telling you today that no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are passing through, no matter how humiliated you feel, no matter how depressed you feel, I want you to know that there's a man that understands with Jesus because he has experienced it before and he knows just how he feels. Let's open to Hebrews chapter 14 and chapter 4 verse 15. 
There's something important to say there about Jesus understanding us. This this verse is very powerful. Hebrew 4 verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we were, yet without sin. Our high priest, Jesus Christ, sympathizes with us. It's not that he doesn't, because he has come to this world and experienced all our weaknesses by himself. He has experienced all our temptations, every single thing that can tempt, tempt a man. He has experienced it, yet he was without sin. He remained without sin, despite the weakness, despite the temptation that he experienced with us. He remained without sin. Means that he understands these weaknesses. He understands when we are being tempted, and his spirit helps us to go to live through this temptation, to live through this weakness. So Jesus understands, and he assures a life without sin, even in this world, world that we are, even in this worldliness that fills the air. Jesus understands, and He can make us live without sin, even in this temptation, even in this season. Hallelujah. So, what I'm saying in essence is that no matter what we are going through, we have a God who is intimately acquainted with our pain. He doesn't stand back, remaining distance for our pain. Instead, He wants to crawl down into the darkest part of your life. If you let Him, He wants to wrap His arms around you. He wants to whisper comfort to your pain. More than that, He wants to infuse you with strength to withstand whatever comes your way. Because of Jesus, we are loved. Because of Jesus, we are safe. Because of Jesus, we have hope. Because of Jesus, we are made whole. Because of Jesus, we are free from condemnation. Because of Jesus, we can find joy in our trials. Because of Jesus, we are strong. Because of Jesus, we are never alone. Because of Jesus, we are redeemed. Because of Jesus, we can shine. Because of Jesus, we are the light. Because of Jesus, we are wise. Because of Jesus, we are justified. Because of Jesus, we can make the right choices. Because of Jesus, we can live a life of reason. Now, I don't know what you have learned today, but if there's one question I want you to answer right now, is after all I've said about this man named Jesus, this king, what does it mean to you? Can you relate him to your current situation? Can you invite him into it? Can you tell him that, okay, God, I've heard a lot about you. And right now, I want to start because this is where we begin. This is where it all starts, knowing God and being convinced. Fine, we know that you've done a lot for us, but that is not enough. He can do a lot for us, yet we don't have him in our life. We don't have him in that season with us. To have him, we need to welcome him. He stands at the door knocking, waiting for who will answer him. We need to begin this relationship with God. We need to welcome Jesus in our daily life, not only in our private, but in every single thing that we do. I don't know if you are convinced. I don't know if you have finally got the answer to that question. Who is Jesus to me? Why do I need him? Do I need him now? Yes, you do. But everybody needs God. If you can't live your life without God, look back on your past. 
what have you gained living on your own way i said this before christ is all that we need christ is the solution so if you are convinced i want you to invite god into your heart right now i don't know how you are going to say it but i just want you to say every any single thing that comes to your mind anything you want to say to jesus talk to him like a father and a friend talk to him because you know he's going to accept him dear god please accept me I welcome you into my life. I want to start this thing with you. I'm convinced now I know you're my father. I'm convinced that you love me. I'm convinced that you think about me. Oh, Lord, I know that you know my name. Thank you. And come and lead me to the place you have planned for me. Father, come. I'm inviting you. Oh, yeah, I want to take your yoke. I want to take your body. Because I know they are easy and light. I want to live that light life. I want to live that peaceful life with you. Can you start talking to Jesus? It's there. It's right there where you are, wherever you are, whether you are in the train, whether you are in the school, whether you are even in the toilet, whether you are <laughs> whether in your car, in the traffic, anywhere you are listening to this podcast from, I want you to talk to the Father. Talk to Jesus. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come into my life. I have known you now. I've known you for a long time, but now I've known you for myself. This is what you do for me. I know that you understand my failures, you understand my mistakes, and I want you to forgive me. I know that you will not cast me away in anger. Father, I invite you into my life. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. But do not only subscribe. If you really were blessed, you should share with your friend because that's the basis of Christianity. Share. Please share with your friends. If you know anybody you know that will be blessed by this, make sure you share. Help other people to be blessed like you. Help other people to find Jesus through this podcast. So subscribe, like. In fact, you can drop a review if wherever you are listening from as a comment section i i apologize so much for the noise schools are on holidays and children are shouting no one now <laughs> but well we have the solace very very soon i just needed to do this of course i can't disappoint you guys because of children and they're shouting so god will help us in jesus name if you can follow me on all social media platforms at or formula serial organic here on Facebook, legit serial formula on Instagram. Around scribe my page on Facebook, around um, podcast on Instagram and be blessed. I share daily inspiring content about Jesus that will bless and change your life, change your perspective of who Jesus is. And as you do that, I pray that God finds you and you find God in everything that you do today. Your day is blessed and this Thursday will be your best day in Jesus' name. Come and pray. Father, I commit these people into your hands. Thank you for this podcast. Thank you for reaching them. Your name be exalted in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we have decided to start this relationship with you. We have decided to welcome you. This is where we begin, God. Help us to remain steadfast. Help us to remain consistent in doing and living your word. In Jesus' name, we are afraid. Amen. God bless you and have a great day.